What's up and welcome into the Around the SEC podcast, done by myself, Jack Schenkel. And as always, I am joined by Will. But today we do not have Pat because he is dealing with some of his own stuff today. So we're going to let him do that. But we will move on and we will talk, be talking about the SEC championship game. And let me tell you, what a game. What a game. Would not have expected how that game turned out. But we get to talk about it live on here. It's going to break it down from a fundamental standpoint. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, you're too young. And we got a lot of team news to talk about, including team rankings and bowl bids. So we will talk about all that and more in this episode of Around the SEC. Let's get into it. All right, Will. Start us off. Give me the score of this game. Well, for anybody that doesn't know, actually, I think the score ended up being the same as the 2020 score or something like that. Because I remember I was going over this game and I realized, wait, Mac Jones isn't playing this game. It ended up being the same score anyways, but Alabama wins in a decisive fashion, 41-24, to in a game that I think we all thought Alabama had a chance, but... Not this. Yeah, I, I was leaning Georgia. I mean, Georgia's been dominant all year long, and then... Kirby Smart, just Kirby Sharp. You know what I'm saying? It just, it is. It is. <laughs> People are cooking off the podcast now. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, let's go over this game. Georgia got out to a pretty early lead, ten to zero, early in the second quarter. But after that point, Alabama goes on a thirty-eight to seven run, which is ridiculous. Georgia's off. Georgia's defense, and I, and everybody's talked about this. Georgia's defense has not given up. Over 17 points by Tennessee, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> just had to throw that out there. Yeah, okay. And they just just got expo- like exposed. Ex- completely exposed in this game, which Pants is pulled down. not what many and people cold. thought of. Absolutely. Uh, but the... I already, I already said that. In the second quarter, Alabama scored 24 points alone. In the second quarter. Alabama in the second quarter put up seven more points than anybody did all year on that defense. So the game... To many of people's surprise, I'm sure was over in the third quarter. Uh, Bama did win the turnover battle two to zero, and I think the big story of the game: Alabama was 50 percent on third down conversions of seven of 14. Georgia was only 25 percent of three of 12. I don't. I think that's a big story of the game. Just being able to convert on third down. It felt like just watching the game. Third and ten. Third and ten. And third and ten again. Alabama was converting, and Al. Georgia just couldn't get off the field. And I think maybe at the end of the game, that's probably what happened to their defense. They just were gassed. Because they haven't had to deal with this all season long. Yeah, that is, that is very true. Bryce Young, Heisman performance, 26 of 44, 421 yards and three touchdowns. In a year that it doesn't feel like there's very great Heisman candidates, it feels like Bryce Young is going to win this award. The only other person I would argue for this award is Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know. Do you know who that is? No. no. Wow. Okay. Thank I mean, you. there's thank there's you for calling. Kenneth Walker. Yeah. No. He's, he, he's not even. He's not even on the finalist list. Really? Yeah. They, I feel they, like they, he they let the finalist list. All I know is Aiden Hutchinson and Bryce Young. I forgot the other two because they were kind of irrelevant. But I, I, I pretty much could this certain... be the first clean sweep of like a Heisman, like a unanimous Heisman. No, I don't think so. Because I, I, I like Bryce Young, don't get me wrong, but he's had... To be like, fair, though, like Katy gets... Perry has a vote, so... Does she really? Yeah, Katy Perry has a vote for the Heisman. This is... She's probably just going to vote for Matt Corral, even though he's not on the finals list. Doesn't matter. But it is. <laughs> that <laughs> happens, though. That really does happen. Yeah, exactly. John Mechie, 
bad news for Alabama in this game, really. I mean, this sucks. He tore his ACL right, right at the end. Did you not follow anything? I, d- I didn't see this. Okay. Well, he tore his ACL just on a harmless cut back <coughs> to the ball. He went the ball. <laughs> Ball wasn't being thrown to him or anything. In the first half, he had 97 receiving yards and touchdown. That's in the first half. So he went down right at halftime. It's really sad to see. But the big question for Alabama going forward, and we'll get to Georgia's stats here in a second. The big question for Alabama going forward is who is going to step up in John Mechie's place? Is it going to be a Ja'Cory Brooks who had like one reception for nine yards? Slade Bolden? Some of the tight ends, some of them, or as a collective group, have to step up and replace John Mechie's performance because outside of Jamison Williams, who had 184 yards and two touchdowns in this game, unguardable, outside of him, who's going to be be that second option for Bryce Young? It was John Mechie. He's gone. Is it again? I like Ja'Cory Brooks. I think he is young, but he has a lot of promise. Slade Bolden, I think, is just a solid slot receiver, and I think that's all he is. So who else is going to step up? That'll be interesting to see. For Georgia looking at this game, Stetson Bennett had 340 yards and three touchdowns, which isn't bad, but the two interceptions, especially the one near the end of the game, maybe not fully his fault. I mean, it just really killed him. It it really killed Georgia here. And Stetson Bennett... Would JT Daniels have been a better play in this game? I think so. It's without benefit of hindsight. This is easy, but we'll talk about it a little bit more later. So I'll just leave you with this: If JT Daniels was so much better, why would he not be played right now? And I guess, I guess we look at we're assuming that Kirby Smart would make the right decision, but he also didn't play Justin Fields. So I don't know that we can use that assumption either. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to Georgia's news section. But Georgia could not get the run game going. They only had 30 attempts for 109 yards. Alabama did a damn good job forcing Stetson Bennett to try to beat him through the air, and they couldn't do it. Brock Bowers, I think he's a freshman, which is ridiculous because this man is like 6'8", 275 pounds, Gronkowski, and that's not real. But he's like Gronkowski out there, dude. 139 receiving yards for one touchdown. Had another one. Almost pulled in for another touchdown. Just barely dropped it. George Pickens, by the way, Brock Bowers, I do not want to see him for another two years. Because, trust me, after two years, he will be going to NFL. George Pickens was held to two receptions and hit, I believe, his first game back. Which he is an elite. Is this really his first game back? Yeah, because from towards ACL. No, it was, it was something in his ankle. Uh, I thought, I don't know. I thought he tore his ACL last year, but I could be wrong. He was held only to two receptions. It will be interesting to see. It, this is the first game back. Is he still knocking off the rust? Probably. Is he going to be fully back by the time the playoffs and so on? I I don't know. I mean, it just is what it is. Far, but going back to this game, again, 41-24. to 24, Nick Saban just did what Nick Saban does. I mean, I don't. I don't know. There's nothing else to say for that. There's really nothing else to say. Nick Saban has been prepping for this game probably ever since Arkansas. Yeah. Okay, so I said this last week, and I do (sighs) think it's true. Alabama struggled versus Auburn. I was just wondering, did Alabama, were they struggling versus Auburn, or were they looking ahead towards Georgia? And I I don't know, but I feel like we know that's kind of the case here. Because there's no way Alabama just looks garbage against a pretty bad Auburn team to that point, and then just looks gangbusters against Georgia. 
world, I, I think world they, beater would be the word you're looking I for. I think they were mentally and physically preparing for Georgia for uh, two weeks at least, maybe more, maybe just consistently throughout the year. They almost got caught their pants with, down two times in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that might be the case, but it was a great game to watch. Again, now we have two SEC teams in the college football playoffs. The college football um, playoff ranking, we have Alabama at one, Michigan at two. Georgia at three, which you could kind of argue that Georgia shouldn't have dropped that far, but it's neither here nor there. I think Michigan has a great case to even be number one. And then Cincinnati at four. Well, if they put – I think Georgia deserves to be at four. What? I think – I mean, yeah, you just lost. They've got the freshest loss. If anything, I think Cincinnati deserves to be two. Yeah, but I think – okay, okay. Well, it's not – I'm pulling for Cincinnati in this club. College football playoff. I know this is an SEC podcast, and I'm supposed to have an SEC bias, but I really want to see it. Yeah. Speaking of being an SEC podcast, we have Mario Cristobal leaving Oregon for Miami, and Brent Venables going from Clemson to Oklahoma, and we can't talk about it, which is a crime against humanity, but it is what it is. All right, so we are finished with that game again. Alabama wins 41-24. They... Seem to be destined, and we'll talk about the playoffs uh, a little later on and also in future weeks, but it seems that Alabama and Georgia, that might not be the last time they play while Georgia, while Georgia has a very tough matchup. And Alabama does too in their own respect. I think Cincinnati is um, going to surprise people. I, th- I really do. I, I think they will. Does that mean they'll beat Alabama? Probably no. not. Um, so Alabama and Georgia pre- could very well be part two. And man, if you're a Georgia fan... But you, what if, 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 you're, what if? if you're a Georgia fan, you know you're not going to win. And that's not the case. They have a very good chance to win. But if they knew they weren't going to win, would you rather lose to Michigan or beat Michigan and then lose to Alabama again? I'd rather lose to Michigan. Yeah, I'd rather get it over with. Losing to Nick Saban again. But if you like, were to go and win it, that'd be... I think this is huge for Kirby Smart. A lot of that defense, which is so dominant and the reason they're so good, are is about I, to do. I believe they're all seniors and juniors, and that came back I'm pretty sure they're all NFL players. If we're being mm-hmm. honest, so that defense is going to take a dip. Obviously, I know they have four and five stars coming in right behind them, nation's number one recruiting class. But again, you're not going to replace all that. Uh, help me out here. Talent. Talent. All the experience. 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 Experience Experience and leadership is the word I'm looking for. So it's like, if not now, when? Of course, they're going to have talent. They'll probably be back at some point. But this is the best team they've had This feels like the biggest golden opportunity for Georgia to get there. But man, imagine if they had Justin Fields. May the 1980 jokes live on. All right, let's move on. to. So now we're going to go over recruiting, recruiting rankings and then that team's bowl game. So starting with Alabama... They're nationally ranked third in recruiting. The SEC, they are ranked third, which means SEC is one, two, and three, which is... Who's three? Alabama. I just said Alabama. Oh, sorry. I misheard you. I thought you said two. No, I don't don't know who number two is. I must have missed there because going through that, I I, I can't... Jack, can you look that up while I talk about this? (laughs) Yeah, I can look it up. Yes, but Alabama has 20 commitments, so they still have room to move up. Their average is some of the best you'll ever see. I think it's even better than Georgia's, and Georgia has 24 commitments, so Alabama still has a very good chance to rise to that number one spot. It's not one, two, three. Oh, wait, is this third? How does that make sense? 
2022. Give us one second processing. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay, we got it. All good. It's one, two, three. Completely forgot to write down Texas A&M's. Uh, Texas A&M is two, by the oh, way. Texas A&M is two. That's impressive. All right, but anyways, Alabama's third in the nation. And again, their average, 0. .9440, which is over Georgia's by a good margin. And we'll get to that in a second. But again, four less recruits. Alabama has a very, very good chance to get to the first overall spot, which, again, you're kind of splitting hairs when you get to this top ranking. It's like the difference of maybe one three-star recruit is what it is. But starting with Alabama's bowl game, I think we all are aware of what this is. The Cotton Bowl in Arlington, Texas on Friday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. Must be nice. Number one versus number four. The opening spread was Alabama minus 12 and a half. What do you think? And we're not really going to give predictions here. We're going to give more predictions on all of these games during the week that it's happening. What? I'm looking at these. Okay, yes. We will, we, don't, don't, don't spoil it. Jack, Jack will be surprised by this. But anyways, Don't close that. Yeah, no, I, I thought about it. Then. <laughs> but what do you think about Alabama opening as a 12.5 point spread? And again, let me just preface this. We'll talk about more of these games going to way more depth as the week these are happening. So we'll just kind of basic overview here. What do you think? Um, Cincinnati has elite, elite defensive backs. So that is very interesting because they can key on Jameson Williams, and they will, and I'm sure they will try and force Alabama's Ja'Cory Brooks. Uh, what's, what are their names? They're tight ends and Slade Bowen. They're going to try to force them to beat him again. Do I think they can? Yes. Will Alabama abuse the run game again? Cincinnati's defense all around is pretty good, but I don't know if they can hold Alabama. As far as Cincinnati's offense, I don't know. What's up? What are we? Why are we pausing? I'm listening. Sorry, I've, um, just you go. One second, I actually gotta check something, Jack. And you, you talk about this game. <laughs> okay. Um, I like I said, I think that 12 and a half point spread actually might actually be too much. I think Cincinnati's got a good defense. I think they've got a good offense. I think this game could be. A little bit of a hiccup for Alabama because they don't. Do you think Alabama covers a spread? Twelve and a no, half. No, I don't. I think it's like ten. But I don't. I almost think Alabama might have a workman's like performance past this game. Yes, they're going to give everything they need they need to in this game because if you don't, Cincinnati's a good enough team that can beat you. Clearly, Alabama has struggled and lost to worse teams than this this season. Texas A&M not singling out anybody. Um, I don't know how you were. And possibly Auburn. I mean, look, if Alabama can almost lose to Auburn, they can almost lose to anybody, whether they're preparing for them or not. But uh, I think Alabama can just kind of workman's like performance past this game and look ahead to the national championship a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So moving on to. I forgot. We have, we're moving on to Arkansas, your team, nationally ranked. They are 17th in the nation. In the SEC, they are 7th with 20 overall commitments and an average of .8717. And don't forget about our newest transfer. And transfer, and this is the big news of the week, Jaden Hasselwood. I, Jack, you're going to have to tell me how y'all got this. And by the way, um, what's his face? Mike Woods is in shambles right now. I just, <laughs> uh, I I didn't even tweet that. I did not tweet that. I, that was all Will. But it's <laughs> it's true. And honestly, people, I feel like underestimate exactly how close a lot of the kids that have been going 
to Oklahoma yeah. the past few years yeah. grew up Razorback fans. And a I, lot of people forget that. I just want to – can you explain to us, first of all, as far as our Arkansas' national rank, 17th is good for Arkansas, 7th in the SEC. That seems I will low, say it, it seems a little low. I think Arkansas could get in the top 15. Again, they have 20 commitments, so they have five spots to move up here. Um, I think transfers is what they're leaving I will say – uh, well, okay, so transfers is a little weird. Let's go ahead and preface this because I haven't said it yet. There's the new NCAA rule that anybody who transfers out can uh, past a certain date, I believe, in the past few weeks, the school can replace and not affect their scholarship limit of 25. They can replace up to seven recruits. So if you have seven recruits go into the transfer portal from – a certain date to the end of the signing period then or, or anywhere into the summer, then you can theoretically sign up to 32 players. Really? Yes. Because the only reason I know that is because Tennessee is down scholarship players and we are definitely going to take advantage of something like this. That's the only reason I know. Um, but, yeah, so Arkansas, I feel like they're good where they're at. I will say the average of .8717. I think for the SEC, you measure success – whether your average is at 0.89 or above, preferably 0.90. Um, that's how I view a very good recruiting class. 0.88 is very good. Again, 0.87 is not bad. Could be better. But yeah, Jack, talk about Joel's recruiting class. And then, you know, J- Jaden Hazelwood, how y'all got him? Again, like I said, a lot, a lot of these kids grew up Arkansas fans. And I think a lot of people are, they look at Traylon Burks, like all it takes is talent. And like, <clears throat> and I think a lot of people realize, like Arkansas is the place to be right now. Like it's it's not a team where the expectations are yes, incredibly sir. high outside. Yes, sir. I mean, this is this is my recruiting pitch for Arkansas. You go to Arkansas, you succeed. You will never have to beg for a check in your life. I promise you, because there's the people, the fans well, of Arkansas. Like can, I feel like you can say about a lot of places. Yeah. Just being um, unbiased yeah. here. I, yeah, I, I do well, agree yes, with you there. But, but you know, either way, my point is, I think the the Hazelwood signing or yeah, that's signing. massive. I mean, that is an elite wide receiver that will be in the NFL. Tall, fast, can go up and get the ball. Zone, right, right, like, right. I, yeah. he's the total package. So that is really great for Arkansas. And this, and if Arkansas isn't losing Traylon Burks, which they are, they are. <laughs> <laughs> this is the replacement. Yeah, and that was probably the sales pitch for Arkansas is, hey, look what Traylon Burks did. This is you next year. <laughs> Traylon Burks is about to go in the first round of the draft. You can do that as well. Yeah. That's their pitch, and it obviously worked, and that's awesome for Arkansas. Moving on to Arkansas. But no, I actually do want to say, too, Spencer Rattler on Arkansas's radar as well. I don't I don't like that. <laughs> I think he's a locker But do you, do you think? I've heard it. I've, you, I've heard UCLA. Do you, think, do you think Sam Pittman could put cap on it? I think he could. No. You don't think you don't no, think Sam think, Pittman could do it? No, I I I think he has such an attitude problem that you, you almost need somebody like a Chip Kelly to work with that. I think. Hmm. I, I mean, I'd be interested. I don't to see think. What happens. I think Sam Pittman could try. I don't think he could tolerate it at at some point. I think Chip Kelly could. Now, with whether Chip Kelly, this is Pac-12 talk. Whether Chip <laughs> Kelly goes to Oregon, I think that would be a great place for them to follow each other. 
Um, but now moving on to Arkansas's game, the Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Something we may be looking into going to. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Penn State, is, <laughs> it's an intriguing matchup, too. This yeah. is a pretty good matchup. Penn State versus number 21, Arkansas Razorbacks, on Saturday, January 1st. The spread opened at Arkansas minus a point and a half. I actually feel like this... Should... There are a lot of SEC teams that are favored. I think almost every single one. I mean, the almost. SEC was a was a... Blender this year. And this is those are the most interesting years, by the way, where the SEC eats itself alive. Those are the most interesting years for fans that I've experienced. But 2012, great example. Yeah. Johnny Manziel cooking everybody that thought they had a hope. Yeah. But I think genuinely that Arkansas is going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I think um, again this is. Arkansas hasn't had anybody set out this I, I, game. I do either. think this is a game that both teams will care about. I think Penn State had a bad enough year that, and just follow me here. I think they had a bad enough year where they're not disappointed to not go to like a New Year's Six Bowl because they knew they weren't going to get there anyways. So it's not like they're disappointed to go to that back bowl. I think they're going to be excited as well as Arkansas, clearly. So I think you're going to get the best foot forward of both of these teams. Penn State's defense is so good. Now their offense is hit or miss. So that'll be and Arkansas's defense is good in its own respect. I think Arkansas's offense is a little bit better. I also think our Arkansas's fans travel better. I I, 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 I <laughs> I'm, one, I'm nodding with that one. One, they're closer, and two, it's the SEC they care more. Yeah. Even though Penn State's fans are, you know, you see the white I out, love you see the what Penn, happens. I would love to go to a Penn State. I, game. I would. I want to go to a whiteout. That's yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool to go to. Now, again, I think Arkansas wins this game. Point and now, a half is I, about where I think it should be. Yeah, I think, like I said, it's not going to be pretty. I think, it could, I think I this could be a low-scoring game. If this is Traylon Burke's last game, though, 200 yards. <laughs> I mean, 200 yards. Easy. 200 yards, that two could, touchdowns. It really could be the difference in the game. Moving on to the Auburn also, Tigers. Also, okay. talking about next year, real quick. Okay. KJ, Jefferson. KJ Jefferson, Black Horse from the Heisman. Hey, no. Look at his stats. Look at his stats and tell me it's not at least a possibility. Now that we're done talking about stupid stuff. Auburn. (laughs) (laughs) Auburn. And this is talking about from one team on the upward trajectory to a team that might be on the downward trajectory. We have Quite literally. They dropped his National rank 34th in the nation. That ranks 13th in the SEC. Got to be in the top 25 if you're in the SEC. Yeah, with 13 overall commitments and an average. Now, their average is what? Okay, if you have... 13 commitments and your average is .8820. That's not bad. Obviously, an insane amount of room to grow. I'm sure they are definitely in on some four stars, some maybe some five stars that could get there. But usually, when you're at this low of a commitment count, this late into the recruiting cycle, they do. I mean, five five four stars isn't bad. More than likely, no, it's not bad at all. More than likely, you're going to end this class with a majority amount of three stars to fill out this class just I mean that's not a bad thing but that's usually how it goes I I don't follow Auburn's recruiting to the T so I can't tell you exactly so it fully depends on how they finish out this recruiting class the problem is um not a lot of people are happy with Brian Harson down in the plains I've heard he could be accepting like other jobs level of discomfort I heard I heard his name come up in the Colorado State job Really? Yeah. Which would be a down... I don't think this is going to happen. He's. I, I think he's coming back because, one, I think the Colorado State job has been filled. <laughs> but it's it's that level of... I don't know if 
people are they went six and six, like you said, with an eight and four roster. And again, Bo Nix did get hurt, so they lost a game like the South Carolina game that otherwise, if we're being honest, they probably shouldn't have lost. So there's things to look at there, but you know, that is what it is. Moving on to their bowl game, if I can find it here, the just give me a second. I'm I found it here. The Birmingham, <laughs> the mighty Birmingham Bowl in Birmingham, Alabama. Auburn plays Houston, which is a pretty tough matchup. They've got the raw deal there. Tuesday, December. <laughs> you get to lose at home. Eleven and, <laughs> Houston is eleven and two. Tuesday on December twenty eighth, the spread actually opened as Auburn's favorite minus three. Did that change? Uh, I, I don't have. I that. imagine that's the, these spreads are these mob. these spreads are going to just change all the I'm time. T- I might bet on that. I mean, go ahead. I, I think Houston actually has a damn good chance. I, I like I'm just Houston. Saying, I might bet. I might bet Houston. Yeah, Houston, they're, while they're, uh, who's the former? I can't think of his name, but the former Dana. No, Dana Holgerson got his name. Dana Holgerson. I, he's a really good coach. He did really good at West Virginia. Left at the perfect time. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> left right as Will Grigger left, and that was a great decision by him. Sorry, Florida fans. But uh, <laughs> I, he's doing a great job at Houston. He played well against Cincinnati this past weekend until this kind of the second half. And obviously Cincinnati's in the playoffs is not it's not something to be ashamed about there. But um, do you, who do you think is going to win that game? I think it's going to be Houston. Yeah, I think Houston wins that game. Like I don't think Auburn's got nothing to play for. And like they said, if if what you're saying is true, then the players are probably kind of. Giving up on him? Yeah. So, I, no, I don't. See, I don't think that's the case. I, I don't. I don't think it's. I, I may have made it seem worse than it is. You did. Because um, <laughs> I. It's, it's just that, not. But they are like you said. They're thirteenth in the SEC. It's sure. just like after the first year of a head coach, you should feel an upward trajectory. I don't necessarily feel like they feel that way. I'm, I'm not saying they feel like they're going down. I just don't necessarily feel like they think. They're still going up. If you know, what like I'm next year's going to be much better. And and it, I think next year will be better, but will it be much better? Will it be nine and three, eight and also, four, which is what they eight, expect? Better will it just we, be another seven and five? I haven't heard well, anything about Bo Nix leaving yet, which I thought I would hear by now. I don't think he should leave. I think uh, he's going to. I think this isn't the Auburn he signed up for. I don't know. I don't think he should leave. But moving on, we have. The Florida Gators in an oh, extremely man. interesting talking team. About, talking about either the only team that might be worse than Auburn. It's the, the only team that is worse. <laughs> and with, there's obvious reasons for this. Dan, we'll get into that in a second. 40th nationally, the Florida Gators. And you can go outside your back porch, throw a rock, and hit a four and five star. They're ranked 14th in the SEC. Uh, 40th nationally with 11, 11 total commitments. And they do have one transfer coming in. With an average, this is good. Again, only 11 commitments. Their average is .89. That's a good average. That's where you want to be. That's a very good average. Now, they have, let me do quick maths here. 11 commits? They have 11 commits. <laughs> I'm totally, I was, no, I was, okay. They have 14 spots left. Have, oh, that's what you're looking that's for. That's what I was There saying. you go. Good job. <laughs> you did basic math. I know. They have 14 spots left, which is a ton of room to grow. But you have Billy Napier, who's a good recruiter, who's, who... Has he really been proven? He's only been at law. He's been at ULL. So I, we assume he's a good recruiter. We know he's going to put a lot of recruiting focus on his staff, which, by the way, it's going to be hard for him to finish a class out here. 
because he doesn't have his full staff there yet. He doesn't even have close to a full staff there yet. And the signing period is what in eight it's 12th, right? days? It might be the twelfth. Through it's weird. I don't know. There's there. It's so weird. The early signing period. I think it's. I think it's. The but I'm. I'm I don't want to worry. No, it's on a Wednesday. I don't want to worry. It's a couple days. I don't want to worry here for Florida because, again, you just got a new coach. But, man, you cannot just skip a class like this. And, again, we know they're going to take 25 commitments, even though he didn't. In his press conference, he didn't necessarily fully seem like he was just going to take players. At least that's what he said, probably taken out of context there a little bit. But Yeah, uh, you got flamed in our group chat for that. That's totally taken out of context. I, I wanted to respond to him, by the way, but – I didn't want to start an argument because even though it was kind of taken out of context, you don't say that regardless. Anyways, um, basically at his press conference, he was kind of downplaying the role of recruiting, which is the last thing the coach should do at Florida right now because what Dan Mullen newt. What are you looking at? Is that dude's name? Samuel (laughs) Mopoke. Okay, but yeah. He fast. (laughs) After what Dan Mullen did nuking their recruiting, the last thing Billy Napier needed to do was downplay their recruiting and he did that which <laughs> even though he wasn't wrong it's the last thing he needed to do talking about Florida's staff that he's filling out he took three from what I see he took three coaches from his Louisiana coaching staff running back coach Louisiana. look at this name all name team Jabbar Jaluki Jaluke or maybe it's just Jaluke I don't know <laughs> safeties co-defensive coordinator Patrick Tony, and then strength and condition conditioning coordinator you see this all the time bringing strength and conditioning coordinators mark hockey or hoke i don't know h-o-c-k-e he has a lot of he has an offensive coordinator because billy napier this is the one thing that worries about worries me about this billy napier hire he, he's not a specialist on the offense or defense side of the ball which means he needs two elite coordinators for this to work just like Sam Pittman down in Arkansas, maybe not on the same level, but he needs two elite coordinators for, to work. And he might be able to get those coordinators, but then he has to keep them there. And then when they leave inevitably, because good coordinators get hired all the time, he has to keep hiring. And that's the one thing that worries me about um, Billy Napier at Florida. And again, we'll just have to see who he hires. The fact that he hasn't hired him yet, it's good that he's taking his time, but it could very well be hurting his recruiting. Biting him in the booty cheeks. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to Florida's bowl game. They did make a bowl game. Let me find it here. And it's an interesting matchup. The Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Florida plays UCF on Thursday, December 23rd. Dan Mullen and... can't think of his name. Can't think of his name. Hey. Who's UCS coach? Is the former Auburn guy? I, I can't think of his name. Oh my gosh, Gus Malzahn! How Gus Malzahn, the Gus. You had me. You had me panicking for a second. I was like, no way. So Dan Mullen plays uh, Gus Malzahn again, and now we have UCF finally playing Florida. Even though this is not really going to be a fair matchup, I guess. One, I don't think UCF is very good. Florida has one more talent. And they should win this game, but they don't have a coach. Greg Knox is coaching this game, the interim coach. So I, you know, might want to. Yeah, I'm going to deal with that. You, yeah. you keep going. Yeah, but Florida opened at a minus five-and-a-half point favorite. Um, I don't really know what to think about this. Again, this is not a game. I, I think if Florida had a preference, they wouldn't go to a bowl game. You think so? I'm just being told. Well, they, Billy Napier can't really start coaching his team. 
because it's not like he's going to coach this game. It, the coach doesn't come in and just coach the bowl game. So I mean, he could. <laughs> so it's like Greg Knox has to prepare them, but it's hard to get to know him because like you want to be around your team, but you're t- it's that weird dynamic of you're around us, but you're not coaching us for this game. And I think if Florida had, and this is a pointless bowl, if, if Florida had their druthers, I bet they'd just say to hell with this bowl game. Let's just focus on next year. Um, but again, it is what it is. Moving on. To the Georgia Bulldogs, do we really even need to talk about the recruiting? First in the nation, first in the SEC with 24 commitments, one spot left. Who knows if they're going to use it? With an average of .9273, a damn good average. But the real question for Georgia, and we'll just start, go ahead and start talking about the playoffs because the recruiting class is ridiculous and everybody knows it and has been for years. Should Georgia make the switch to JT Daniels? Give me a second. Georgia's game. Oh, that's such a hard question. Because G- hold up, Georgia plays in the Orange Bowl in Miami Gardens, Florida, versus number two Michigan on Friday, December thirty first. Georgia opens at a minus eight point favorite. First of all, do you think? Let's start with this. Do you, do we think Georgia can beat Michigan Stetson Bennett with with Stetson Bennett? Michigan. If if there's oh, a second, you don't if, know, hold up, is, if there, we don't yeah. know, if there's a second best te- defense in the nation, I think it might be Michigan, if not pretty close. I say take J T Daniels. He's he's a more. I feel like he's a more efficient passer. He is reads he? the defense better. Is he? I don't know. He hasn't been very good in times I've watched him. He had that one really great game, I believe, against Missouri last year. Besides that, I think he's been mediocre. And again, I come back to this: if J T Daniels was so much better. Why is he not playing? Why has he not been playing all year long? He's had so much time to get in and start games and play a lot, of, and he has played a little bit. But they're sticking with Stetson Bennett, and the the reason is Stetson Bennett is mobile. He has a good enough arm. It might not be quite as good as JT Daniels, but his decision making outside of this last Alabama game has been good enough. He's been a great game manager, which is really all they need until this again this last weekend, and that makes does that make. But do you want to get? Do you at least want to try JT Daniels? I think at this point, do you do you want to take a risk in the playoffs? Because if you start JT Daniels against Michigan and he struggles because he hasn't really played that much all year, and then you get down seventeen to three, seventeen to ten late in the third quarter versus Michigan, you're in a very bad spot because. This Michigan defense is really good, and they get a little bit of momentum. You're you're between a rock and a hard place. I don't think Georgia covers minus eight. I don't think they can run all over Michigan. I think Stetson Bennett's going to have to do something to win this game. Now, I will say, not a big believer in Michigan's offense. Michigan's offense runs through Hassan Haskins and then to the quarterback. Is Michigan Michigan going to be able to run through Georgia's defense? I don't think so. No, no that, I, and that's kind of what I was getting to, the, but I was going to let you finish your thing first. The biggest matchup, this is the biggest matchup for me, Michigan's offense versus Georgia's defense. How does Georgia's defense look after the Alabama game? Did Alabama expose enough to help Michigan out for this game? It will be really interesting to see, and I honestly don't know. I don't believe – I'm not buying into the whole exposing thing because Alabama got exposed several times. Yeah, not, that's fair. And didn't matter. I think I think Georgia wins this game, but I don't know who their quarterback is. I think they're going to get it wrong at first, and they're going to make the switch, and it's going to it's going to work at the end. Well, would Kirby Smart make the switch? 
Because you thought you would have thought he would have at some it's point worked that, against him. Why not, work, why not make it exactly? Work well, that doesn't necessarily mean he will. You because you saw Stetson Bennett kind of struggling in that game, and he never went to JT Daniels. I wonder what I wonder what happened with him and JT Daniels. I mean, do you think I, I don't think there? he? I don't. I honestly don't think JT Daniels is that good. He was very mediocre. He got uh, beaten out by Keaton Slovis at UC, USC, who is above average, but he's not great. Uh, I don't think he was that great at Georgia. He has elite talent around him. He looks a little bit better than he is. I don't think JT Daniels is that good of a quarterback. I don't think he's a championship-winning quarterback. I don't think he's dynamic, and I definitely don't think he's better than Stetson Bennett. The real man. I, I, I don't. I, I think... Who started his quarterback last season? Uh, JT Daniels and Stetson Bennett and Dwayne Mathis. Dwayne Mathis, who's that? Uh, I don't know, dude. He 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 was out after like the first couple of games. I'm, it was really Stetson Bennett a lot, or Carson Carson Beck was something like that. Yeah. Car- some, anyways, so anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. So again, for Georgia, it's going to be tough. I think they should be able to beat Michigan again. We'll get definitely more of a deep dive, but uh, I think. The biggest matchup is Georgia's defense and Michigan's offense. Moving on to the Kentucky Wildcats. They are ranked 16th nationally, 6th in the SEC, with 17 total commitments. A lot of room to move up with a .8846 average. That is a very good average, very close to .89. Have a very good chance to go up from that. What are your thoughts about their recruiting class? They have gotten consistently better. Their average the last... Three, over the last three years, 0. 0.86, 0. 0.87, and now 0. 0.88 with a chance to go to 0. 0.89. Mark Stoops, what he's done at Kentucky, also got that extension. Nothing short of phenomenal. And he's just getting better. It's impressive. Um, it's obviously congrats to Kentucky, but um, it's not done yet. Only 17 commits, obviously, as you said. and then, yeah. uh, But that one five-star is pretty good. I mean, obviously, that, that is Kentucky's not necessarily the easiest place to recruit, I can only imagine. So Yeah, very true. Now, I will say, an interesting matchup, a very intriguing matchup for Kentucky. They play in the Citrus Bowl, which, hey, that's a damn good bowl for Kentucky to go to. In Orlando, Florida, they play number 15, Iowa, versus number 22, Kentucky, on Saturday, January 1st. Kentucky opens as a minus two-point spread. Interesting note in this game, Mark Stoops, first time playing his alma mater. He played and coached at Iowa. No, no. He started his coaching career at Iowa. So this probably has a little bit of sentimental value for Mark Stoops. Maybe he'll, he'll take a little off and maybe not. I doubt it. No, I will say, yeah, no, I completely doubt it. I think minus two, <laughs> I think minus two is very good because the end score of this game could literally be three to zero. <laughs> Iowa's defense, very good. Kentucky's defense, very good. Iowa's offense, garbage. Kentucky's offense, not garbage. But mediocre. mediocre at best. Um, I, I think. Maybe, Thanks, Will. Maybe. Maybe it's not you. Maybe a little bit over mediocre, but I, I, I don't. I, I think Iowa. Below? Defense. How about below average? Is Iowa? Is Kentucky going to be able to do to Iowa what Michigan was able to do? I don't think so. Now, SEC speed has a tendency to ve- to expose the Big Ten every time, almost every time. So. Could I completely eat my words here? I think Kentucky's going to win, so I'm not eating that many words. I think Kentucky even covers the spread. But um, it'll be very interesting to see. I don't look, definitely don't look past Iowa. That's a good team. Kirk Ferentz, I really lo- love what Kirk Ferentz th- has done. Did you know he's been there since 1998 or 1997? Really? He's been there forever. 
insane. Like I don't know. Good culture. Yeah, I, I guess so. All right, Moving let's on. take let's take a break real okay. quick. We've, we've been we've been talking for forty minutes, Jowen. So I'm gonna get some water. Will's gonna get some water, and we're gonna come back at you in a minute. We'll talk to you on the side. Rolling right back into it. Let's talk about LSU. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> LSU. Obviously hiring Brian Kelly. I don't know if we've talked about it. Yeah, we, we have. Talk, we we have. We both said it's a bad hire, and then he went and did a fake accent, and now I think it's a worse hire. Regardless, their recruiting <laughs> class is kind of insane. They're yeah. nationally ranked 15th. Ranked 5th in the SEC with, only, with only 13 commits. You're fifth in the SEC with 13 commits. Their average is .9133. Tell me LSU isn't one of the best jobs in the country. And it recruits itself. It's insane. Hiring um, hiring an established head coach had to help that recruiting class, too. Well, I don't think they got any additional recruits. But they, it helps people not decommit. Imagine. Maybe. I mean, it, that probably does help. But thinking about LSU, you fill out this class with 12 more players. You could have it. Easily a top five class, if not number one in the nation, depending on how you fill it out. I assume not great, just obviously Brian Kelly has time, has to have time to fill out his coaching staff, which is just less recruiters in the field. Do you think they go back for Joe Brady? That is a very okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Joe Brady gets fired with the Carolina Panthers. He is now on the open job market. I don't think he goes back to college. Mm. I, I don't think he does. But hearing his name. Obviously, for LSU fans, I bet they would love to have Joe Brady come and be their offense coordinator. Um, so that is definitely something that would be really interesting and really awesome for LSU if that were to happen. I don't necessarily what see What if he goes to the Bungles? For, oh, you know what? That would, that would be pretty... Anyways, oh, this is an NFL podcast. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. fun as that would be to talk about right now, we're not going to talk about that. I'm trying to find LSU's bowl game here. I have a whole list of... Did you it. fart? Uh... No, I did not. Why would you? Okay. It smells like ass in here. It's probably your upper lip. All right, moving on. Wow. To the <laughs> moving on to the Texas Bowl. Houston, Texas, obviously. Kansas State versus LSU in one of the most uninteresting matchups in all of history. Tuesday, January 4th, the spread is LSU minus half a point. Really? Yeah. Uh, I would have thought it had been more. That's but, again, I, I guess I guess it's like. I like, think LSU should be able to run straight through the scene. Who's coaching this? It's a good question. I don't know. I I, I don't know this question. They haven't named an interim. They never did interim. I really don't think it matters. It's kind of sad they're not letting. It makes sense. Don't get me wrong. Totally makes sense. It would have been nice to see Ed Ogeron coach this game, but that's not the case. I wonder what Ed Ogeron's doing. Actually, I don't have to wonder. I I can guess. There's a whole Reddit thing just showing you everything. All the bimbo. Bimbo of the week. All right, uh, but that's all we have for LSU. Obviously, there's not much to talk about there. I don't think many – LSU, another team that I feel like they wouldn't mind just kind of not playing this bowl game. It obviously doesn't really mean too much. Maybe there's a streak of them going to so many bowl games in a row that that would be pretty cool. But as far as this bowl game's meaning for LSU, it's nothing. So I think they just kind of want to move on and move on to the Brian Kelly era. As far as Missouri, this is surprising. This is one of the most surprising things I found in the SEC. Missouri is ranked 13th nationally, fourth in the SEC with only with only 16 commitments. Missouri's average is .9034. Eli Drinkwitz, by the way, Missouri regressed this year. They went six and six. 
and are recruiting at this level. What is happening up in Missouri? Their average is .875. Oh, no, sorry. .9034. That is... I mean, that's great. You you can compete for SEC championships if you average that every single year. That is insane. Especially if you look at Missouri's past recruiting classes. I don't think they... Last year, Eli Drinkwitz got in the top 25, which is the highest they've been, I think, we've... If, I, if I'm remembering correctly, that's the highest they've been in 20 years. What Eli Drinkwitz is doing in Missouri right now is insane. I, I don't know if there's a special reason why, if they're just paying out an, an insane amount of money, but whatever he's doing is working. So, it is what it is. As far as Missouri's bowl game, they play in the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. Army versus Missouri on Wednesday, December 22nd. The spread opened as Army favored with a point and a half. Obviously, the triple option. The good news for Missouri is their defense is bad, but it's a very complex but simple offense, and it is triple option, hard to prepare for, but they have a long time to prepare for it, so this is very good. For this, I mean, if you're going to play uh, an academy, then... You want to play them with extra time to prepare, and they have that. So I think Missouri can win this game. Army is a good team, but Missouri is an SEC team with, again, time to prepare. And they don't really have to worry about the pass game. As far as Army's defense, I don't know much about them. Again, we'll get more into that as the weeks come and we get into this game more. But for Missouri, I, I think this is a game that... Um, I, w- I would assume that line has gone way more towards Missouri. Um, because I would be betting on Missouri, but, you know, it, that's one of those things you just never know until you look. Moving on to Mississippi State. They're ranked 30th natural- nationally, 10th in the SEC with 15 total commits, an average of .8750. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you – I don't – I don't – are you listening? I am listening, okay. yes. I don't really take much into this. 30th nationally, 10th SEC, 15th commitments. They don't have. They still have 10 spots left. They maybe can get inside the top 20, probably top 25 class. Nothing really special. I don't see that average moving up a little bit. Um, I think that's about what you're going to get. Maybe just again, maybe like in ninth, 8th, that's 8th in the SEC, 25th in the nation, 20th in the nation if they're lucky. Just a Mike Leach class. Mike Leach is not a great recruiter. This has been known. But he's always found what he needs. So, but yeah, so he recruits I, what he needs. He doesn't recruit. For from Mississippi State, look, to win championships, you have to have recruits. At Mississippi State, I don't know if they're necessarily competing for championships. Right now. Um, or ever, um, <laughs> for being honest. I don't, hey. I don't know if that's the expectation there. I think New Year's Six. Um, well, hey, if we're being honest, um, when this playoffs expands to 12 teams, then I think oh. every team should have playoff aspirations as far as highest. They are in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl for feels like the 20th time in the past two years. Does that make sense? On In Memphis, Tennessee, Texas Tech versus Mississippi State on Tuesday, December 28th. Mississippi State opens as a minus eight-point spread. Texas Tech is a weird team because they fired their coach after, I believe, like a five-and-two start. Or something like that. Like, Texas Tech had a good start. By the way, Texas Tech... Was there some kind of controversy? No, no there wasn't. They just fired him and paid him a payout. Or, or, yeah, paid him a buyout. When Texas Tech, has, excuse me if I'm wrong, not very high expectations, 
not championship. It's not a championship level school, and they fired a good coach. So they've been playing and actually playing up pretty well for uh, without him the rest of the year. I think I don't know. It's just a very weird circumstance. So I don't really know how to look at Texas Tech in this game. I think Missouri, Missouri, Mississippi State beats them regardless. Minus eight might be a little too much, but. It, I don't know. Again, it's one of those things when you look into it more, maybe my opinion changes a little bit. But moving on to the other school in Mississippi, we have Ole Miss. They're ranked one spot, man. Don't these schools always find a way to just to, just, each other? Yeah, they, they like to touch you, that's Ole for sure. Ole Miss, one spot behind Mississippi <laughs> State at 31st in the What's nation. What's new? Mississippi cousins touching each other. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. So this is a little bit interesting. <laughs> sorry for all the folks down in Mississippi. I'm just kidding. Okay. Ole Miss national rank nationally ranked 31st in the nation, one spot behind Mississippi State, 11th in the SEC with 14 commitments, so one less commitment. Their average is a little bit better, 8. Point, or .8765, which is .0015 better than Mississippi State. So I guess that's a little win. A little disappointing, don't you think? For Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels? Oh, yes. Uh, I don't... Ooh. Now, again, it's Lane Kiffin. <laughs> um, he has Mary Flipness coming around, so maybe he has one of the one of a, a big day, maybe a flashy day. Maybe he has a bunch of recruits telling them, hey, wait till the last day so we can make a big splash. I wouldn't put that past Lane Kiffin. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how many recruits they're trending towards, I assume. Obviously, they have 11 spots to fill, so they should be fine there. Um, again, I, I don't think they're going to end up with a top 15 class or anything. Again, unless something just big happens, uh, maybe top 20, top 25, that's kind of what they're looking at. Same as Mississippi State. Uh, but, yeah, that's for Ole Miss. And Ole Miss has a – are you, are you going to partake in this podcast? I am. I'm just – I'm researching stuff. <laughs> Dirt, you know, it's, that should be done before the podcast, but that's neither I'm, here nor there. I'm, I'm, I'm rabbit tr- – you know rabbit holing? That's what I'm doing. I'm going down a rabbit hole. He's looking at the Vanderbilt recruiting boards as if anybody gives a. Um, <laughs> we're talking about it's this. interesting. I've got a few things to say about it. Whatever, okay. I was trying to make Vandy an interesting segment, okay? Give me a break. Okay. That's what you put your efforts towards? Well, you don't. We usually right. skip it. You're right, because no one gives a crap. Well, right. 4,000 something some odd people do, because that's how many people follow the bar stool. And 74,000 follow the Twitter page. The official one. Zero follow us because I'll follow no Vandy fans. <laughs> All right, All State Sugar Bowl, New Orleans, <laughs> Louisiana, number seven Baylor, uh, the Big Twelve champions, by the way, Big Twelve champions Baylor versus number eight Ole Miss on Saturday, January first. Well, this spread. is eight. Yes, I could have sworn they, I saw been in the top ten actually. Um, the spread the is team. Ole okay. Miss minus two and a half. This is going to be a really fun game. I mean, I think this is going to be a really fun game. Two pretty good offenses. Two solid defenses. Did we even wait? Did we even talk about Lane Kiffin's contract? Uh, so, but, so yes, Lane Kiffin gets an extension. His buyout doesn't change. Hmm. So it's basically basically a nothing. The way I see it, um, unless you expect Lane Kiffin to be there um, and not leave, uh, his buyout changed, which means he can leave just as easy before that contract was given. So, to me, that's a big nothing burger. Um, as far, like we didn't need at least to mention it. Yes, that's yeah, true. Sure, that sure. true. Yeah. For this game, I'm sorry, you're in charge of the West, but for this game, yeah, I'm just kind of throwing you under the bus, as I do. For this game, what do you think, Ole Miss and Baylor? Matt Corral. Is Gary Bohannon still playing for Baylor? Yes. 
Finished now, starting he still. was hurt in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, so he should be back for this game. I believe he was like almost ready for the championship game, but just couldn't quite play. So he will be back. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Baylor's, good, Baylor's starting quarterback should be back. So that's that's big news. You know, he was that was the one uh, him and Colin Rowland for Arkansas. Yeah, no, I, following I, yeah, him. I remember he was either committed or went to Arkansas. Well, was just, he was he, he committed, committed to Arkansas. Someone else committed who was kind of a better quarterback, yeah. and then he left. Yeah. But I, you know, so Ole Miss favorite in this game. I think I, I think Ole Miss wins this game. Oh well, no, I don't. I actually think Baylor wins this game. I think Ole Miss wins this game one because I think they care about the game. Not to say Baylor doesn't, but I think Ole Miss is the better team, and they're the SEC team. I'm always going to side with the SEC team. SEC is faster, more physical than any other conference, and that really shows itself in the bowl game. I'm not trying to be an SEC homer, but that's just I mean, that's, that's kind of like the point of the podcast. That's the result. We are we are SEC homer. That is true. That's a good point. But, we, I feel like we see it every single year. I try to be as unbiased as possible. That's why I say Baylor's going to win this game. Yeah, I don't think Ole Miss has. I don't. Does, does Matt Crowley even play? Well, it's not like yes, absolutely. I, unless he comes out, it'll be a shock. But I assume he's going to play here. Um, he's not that high, so I guess maybe lose my train of thought. But I had a really good thought. Yeah, Baylor. It's not. It's not like they have a, so much more talent than Ole Miss. They if, don't. If I just any, think they're a good team, and I think. Ole Miss is going to struggle. You have two coaches in your second year, David Randa and Lane Kiffin, two coaches that have been rumored for other jobs, but both stayed and um, got raises for it. So it should be an interesting game. Moving on to South Carolina, we have – by the way, this is another surprising. Good job by Shane Beamer. They're ranked 21st in the nation, ninth in the SEC with 18 total commitments, so they have seven spots left. .8755 average, which is solid for a 6-6 six and six team in the first year. They need, uh, they need talent, and they're they're getting it here. It's just not they're not crazy. I I don't see how you could expect them to be. So, do you have any thoughts about their recruiting class here? Mm, we will d- dive in. I, I believe I've already said this. We'll we'll dive in more into these recruiting classes. They do. I want to talk. I want to talk about these after. The early signing period. Yes, we will. So, so right now, I'm not. We'll talk about I'm more about specific players and what that means to the team. But yeah. again, anything and obviously at the here. end, I think we obviously we're going to be doing each team's going to get their own episode. Yeah. And so I think we can go really in deep there. South Carolina has a very intriguing be fun. bowl game: Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina plays South Carolina and Battle of the State Line on Thursday, December thirtieth. The spread opens with North Carolina as an 11.5-point favorite. Really? No. North Carolina's a good team. North, North Carolina's a good team that just inexplicably lost some games this year. And it was very How's dis- Sam Howell doing? He's, that's him. He, he was very disappointing. For, again, he was a Heisman. He was on the Heisman favorite. Go, go look up his stats. He's been very disappointing this year. Not to say he hasn't been good. North Carolina definitely started to look better towards the end of the season. That's he was supposed I, to be like the first overall pick. That's yeah, I know, right? That's why you you saw him and Matt kind of in the same wavelength. Well, that's not a bad year. Yeah, two thousand eight hundred fifty-one yards, twenty-three touchdowns, and nine interceptions with a seventy-seven point six QBR. Again, that's a solid. He's year. a fourth round quarterback. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna tear up the South Carolina team. I really do. I think that offense is explosive. They have Ty Chandler, the receivers. Actually, this is kind of interesting though. He's gotten worse every year. That is, that is interesting to be honest. Well, he that to be honest, he had a really really great freshman year. I mean, it, it was it was really insane. But yes, that's I think 
North Carolina coming on near the end of the year is the reason you see this line the way it is. I don't necessarily know if North Carolina beats them. I think I think South Carolina is going to come out firing in this game. I think they're going to come out really motivated, which could lead to a closer score than most might think. Still think North Carolina wins this game. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I don't. I think North Carolina wins it. I think it's a very interesting game. You know. But I, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like they're in a spot right now where they can actually compete in this one. And now, don't get me wrong. It would be a big win. It would be a big win. This, this, this win would mean something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you can't say that. Six and six is like, you know. I like wouldn't say it means something for their record. It's just the fact that they beat North Carolina and where North Carolina should be at its peak almost. Yeah. Now, I know they didn't have a great year, but, you know, they have – can't think of it. Mac Brown in his second or third year at this point. I mean, they've, they're feeling themselves. They could, if South Carolina could beat North Carolina in the first year, that would, I mean, that I'd would mean something in a especially if oh, Carolina, Carol, the Carolinas, obviously. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like I don't feel like South Carolina can win this game. Not, at least not right now. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. I know, I Pat, I know Pat would probably be predicting them to win. but I know he would. He's, yeah. a, he's a dullard. So. He's Moving not a on dullard. to Tennessee. My volunteers. Nationally, they are 20th in the nation. SEC 8th with told. 17 commitments and an average of .8794. What if they made it to where you couldn't... You couldn't recruit a certain star ranking instead of, like, limiting... Uh, scholarships wouldn't that be interesting? What? Like you can't you're like oh instead of like okay you're not allowed to recruit four star athletes. Instead of you only have this many scholarships. Uh, might I feel like the scene in Happy Gilmore where we might all be collectively stupider <laughs> from by hearing by hearing this. Uh, what I mean like you can't have anything over a three star to recruit. That'd be awesome. Well, that's. Stupid and ignorant, but we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> move fun. on from that. For Tennessee's recruiting class, it's all right. I mean, it's, it's not it's, flashy. Y'all have, y'all have Tennessee is as a Tennessee fan. If we can stay inside the top twenty, then we'll be fine. I, I think that, and I think we will. I think that there's some definitely four star prospects out there that we are definitely still in on, which will be good. Moving on to the Tennessee's bowl game, playing in Nashville, Tennessee, in the Music City Bowl versus Purdue, the Purdue Boilermakers former. Tennessee head coach Jeff Brom on Thursday, December 30th. Hopefully you get that Jeff Brom reference, but you probably don't. Do you? No, I don't. No, you don't. But you remember in the Greg Schiano started coaching search? Oh, my God. Oh, you had, quote, hired Jeff Brom. You remember that at all? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I, just, I just remember the Schiano. That's the joke. But Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee opens as uh. a four-point favorite. I believe this has been bet down a little bit. Tennessee might be like one and a half point favorite now, which makes sense. I, Tim Purdue's good. I mean, they did beat Michigan State. Mm-hmm. They're eight and four. They played spoiler for uh, several teams now, and their offense is really good. It's not a typical Big Ten offense. They throw it. They don't run the ball. They throw it all over the field. They have, I believe, projected first round wide receiver. That helps. A decent defense, not a great defense. This. I would love to see the over-under for this game because I think Tennessee, Tennessee and Purdue could be a very, very high over-under because of how both of these teams play offense. Oh, little bold news for Tennessee. Starting cornerback and by far the best player on the defense, in my opinion, Alante Taylor is sitting out. He is foregoing 
the bowl games go to the draft. This is the first time, and this is very disappointing for me as a Tennessee fan because he's he definitely is a Tennessee kid. Stayed, stayed with us for four years. Uh, I can't believe he's sitting out, but it is what it is. Yeah, but it, you know, you have but to especially for yeah, I'm not I'm not blaming the kid, um, but it, the, hey, he but stayed with especially four years. but especially for this game when Purdue is going to be throwing all over the field, it's going to be a big deal that we're missing our starting cornerback. Yeah. We don't have the best defense in general. The fact that you're missing your best, most physical cornerback is going to hurt a lot. Um, I don't know if Tennessee wins this game. It's definitely going to be more of a home game for Tennessee. Obviously, being in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee fans should dominate. Shoot, why don't we crowd. go to that one instead? We can if you want. I mean, let's see what's cheaper. What's cheaper? I mean, we're going to fly to Florida, so. And Florida sounds like a better trip, but, yeah. I mean, I mean it's I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm good to go whichever one you want. Yeah. We're talking, we shouldn't be talking about this right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I just, you know, it's in Nashville. Yeah, Have that, you never been to Nashville? Go. Hey, can you look up uh, Texas A&M's recruiting rankings? I'll talk about Vanderbilt real quick because I forgot to write Texas, A- Texas A&M's Texas down. and A&M's. Yep. Vanderbilt <laughs> is actually 32nd in the SEC. I was looking uh, at this. 32nd I'm, national rank. 32nd in the SEC has a lot of SEC teams. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? 12th, <laughs> sorry, I just how I read it, wrote it down. 12th in the SEC with 19 total commitments. Their average is putrid. Do, eight, you want, do you want an interesting eight, fact? Five, six, five. Do you want an interesting fact? What's that? They have never, in the history of their program, all time had a five star. <laughs> I'm serious. Shocking that, to nobody. That was I looked. That, that's what I was looking up. It's like I want to know how many five stars they've had. Not one. Wow. Not one. And most of the four stars that they got were actually relatively recently. So I will say one point about this recruiting, this Vanderbilt recruiting class. Sorry, I just totally knocked the mic. I know that's going to come out louder than it needs to be. Go to Vanderbilt's recruiting class real quick. That was just there, and uh, then you told me to go. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> go, go down. Darren Agu, top. Their second-ranked recruit. I only know this because I'm a Tennessee fan. Visited Tennessee this last weekend. I'm assuming, obviously, if you're choosing between Tennessee and Vanderbilt, that you're going to go to Tennessee. So, uh, you know, I'm just that's my guess. <laughs> they don't even have someone in the top 300. My goodness. See, this is I'm, I'm serious. This is all-time recruits. Chris Young, best recruit, wide receiver, 6'2", 184, a .96. Not even close to a five-star. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, go back to Texas A&M. We can get to that one. Um, but Texas A&M is the last school, so I think this is – excuse me. Shouldn't have Vandy? Shouldn't Vandy have The farther down we get, the less professional we get. What's up? <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. We kind of get loose. All right. I feel like I feel like a lot of people like the fact that we get looser at the end, though. Yeah, exactly. Starting with the text. Scroll up, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, not that loose. Starting with Texas A&M, ranked second nationally, second in the ACC. What Jimbo Fisher is doing at Texas A&M is. Really good, and we see why he's so steadfast and staying besides his massive contract. The average rating is .9349, which, again, is really good second in the nation. Actually, that hurt, Bob. Is, they're, they're uh, wow, can't talk. Take your time. Their average rating is actually better than George's. Is it really? And by .2, I think George's was .92. I can just go look at it. It was .9273, so they are they're on track to sign a better recruiting class than Georgia, headlined by Walter Nolan from Tennessee. Um, <coughs> Tennessee, Tennessee. I'm just saying he visited Tennessee this last week. I don't. Oh, he's a he's damn near .999. <laughs> he's a really really good recruit. 
But they have 21 total commitments, so four spots to get better. And, again, if you're looking at that recruiting class, it's already really, really good. Loaded with five stars and four stars. Any thoughts on what Jimbo Fisher's doing? There, do you, do you the, think Jimbo Fisher can win a natty at Texas A&M? I'm going to uh, – controversial, but I'm going to say no. Now, obviously, you can get the talent. Uh, oh, no, they, there's no question where they can then say to freaking Texas – I don't think just, they, I don't think he has the ten, I don't think he has the prowess anymore. He's done. It feels like his offense is still good. It feels like it's outdated, just a little bit. It feels like it's just a little outdated. I don't think they can do it. I don't think so. They're gonna. It's gonna bite us in the ass. Even when they're hundred percent, hundred percent. Go ahead, I mean, clip just, it. I mean, that's just how they had, they, they are getting another five star quarterback though. It's talking about the Texas A&M bowl game. Did I just forget everything about Texas A&M? Dude, Will's a Texas A&M hater. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. Oh, never mind. They play in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida. Used to be in Texas. 17. What? Tax Slayer Bowl used to be in Texas. Look that up. I don't think that's true. That's not a lie. They played ranked 17 Wake Forest. Versus be a game. 25 Texas A&M. Actually, I said it's going to be a good game. I don't know. I think Wake Forest is actually going to get blown out. <laughs> well, we can talk about that in a second. They play on Friday, December 31st, Christmas Eve. The spread opened at Texas A&M minus 6. I think that's interesting. I think this is a very interesting game. Texas A&M's defense, very, very good. Again, I think they're going to show up in this game, very motivated to win. Obviously, you're going to Florida for a bowl game, so it's always fun. The activities they have for you down there are fun. Both teams should be motivated. Wake Forest offense. Damn good. Defense. Damn bad. Hey, have we even talked about the Florida is got no income tax and they still can't get recruits together? Like the NILs pass. You get tax free money. Yeah. So there's, uh, Tennessee doesn't have any state income tax. And there's other states we, that we have do that. have an income tax. It's federal now. Well, I guess I don't know. Anyways. This is, this, is, yeah, this, this podcast is definitely winding down. <laughs> but yeah, talking about the tax layer bowl, this should be an interesting game. Texas A&M should win. Not because of their offense. I think their offense should put up maybe 35, 38 points. I don't, they're not that explosive, but Wake Forest's defense is terrible. But their defense is good enough to slow Wake Forest down enough. Sam Hartman. Wake Forest defense is good enough to slow, we'll slow Wake Forest down? It's the end of the podcast. A&M's defense is good enough to slow Wake Forest down. But what does A&M do for a quarterback? I don't think they need to. I think they could put A-Chain or Isaiah Spiller at quarterback. Well, I think Isaiah Spiller might be a better quarterback anyways. (laughs) I like Zach Cosmo. Do you? Because you hated on him a lot this year. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's the answer going forward. If Texas A&M wants to take another step, go 9-3, 10-2. 11 1, which uh, 11 12 1, 12 0. I mean, just will go up 13 0, 14 0, 15 0. Okay, anyways, that's where they want to be. And if they want to get there, Zach Cosano is not the answer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, no undefeated teams this year other than Cincinnati. And I don't think, I think we kind of agree we're, they're not going to do it. So, yeah, well, I mean, they might, but I'm pulling for them. I would you know like what would be really it. fun? What? Again, I, I know this is an SEC podcast. I don't want to see Michigan win. But and honestly, Cincinnati, Cincinnati and Michigan championship game? That'd be interesting. That would be so fun. Just because I'd hate Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, I want, I want both of them to 
Is it, it, we, we said we're homers, look, but... Look, I'm a Tennessee fan, so you're just going to have to get with me here. If a sinkhole... Hypothetically. Sinkhole opened up. Let's stop right there. We'll, we'll pick up this in a minute. Let's, let's finish sure. off this podcast. I would not complain. <laughs> Where have I died? Let's, 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 let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. What about Miss Terry? Miss Terry included. Oh, come on, man. Let's get this podcast over with. Thank you all they for all listening. <laughs> Will's a terrible person. <laughs> Pat, we hope, you, we, we hope you're doing all right. Uh, we hate you weren't here today. Go Thank balls. you all for listening. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> and we will talk to you in the next one. You'll have a good afternoon. <laughs>